Welcome to the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast, where I empower you to achieve your weight loss goals and live a healthier, happier life. I'm your host, Kara Hackelman, a dedicated weight loss coach and advocate for positive change. Join me as we dive into insightful conversations, expert tips, and inspiring stories to help you transform your relationship with food and your body. Get ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery and sustainable weight loss. And don't forget to stick around until the end for a special call to action that can kickstart your transformation. Let's get started. Hello, hello. So we are here with Caitlin of the Think Happy podcast. And I am so excited. We are doing a swap. So I'm going to be on her podcast. She's coming to you on mine. And I can't wait to listen to both of them. So you'll have to go check them both out. So Caitlin, will you introduce yourself so that I don't forget any of the things? I love your tagline and I want to hear you say it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, As Kara said, my name is Caitlin. I live in Houston, Texas. We're recording this in the middle of June and holy moly, is it hot right now? Um, I am here with my husband, whose name is Oakley. We have a two and a half year old daughter named Eleanor and an eight month old son named James. Yes, my life is like pretty crazy sometimes, (laughs) but I, you know, I just have to give a big shout out to our golden doodle named Guppy, who is just the glue that holds our entire family together. You know, we would not be the Cuevas family without Guppy. Um, I never really know what to say when I'm introducing myself. So I've landed on a couple of random facts, a a couple of random things that I love. So I love French Rose coffee with vanilla unsweetened almond milk. I love pump up music. I love to-do lists, exercising, and probably my favorite weekends with no plans. So that that's a little bit about me. I can't even remember. I got so excited. I can't even remember if you asked me um, to introduce Think Happy also, but I can certainly do that. Yes, also. please introduce yes. Think Happy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I founded my company, Think Happy, just really with one main purpose, and that is to help busy women create sustainable habits and routines that first reduce daily stress by creating systems and control, second, decrease unproductive and wasted time throughout their days, and then third, increase the amount of time that they have to refill their own cups. So Think Happy started a couple of years ago with a book that I published called Think Happy and now includes um, private and group coaching and also the Think Happy podcast, which Kara's going to be on. You had on there that puts you in the driver's seat. Oh, yes. I really loved that because I did not always feel like I was in the driver's seat and I did what everyone else wanted me to do. And there was very little left for me at the end. So So, I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. That is something that I feel very strongly about. We are, you know, in the driver's seat of our own life. And I'm sure throughout this conversation, I'll share many anecdotes and analogies. So I'm just going to start things off with one. Um, Have you seen the movie, The Holiday? I have, I think, 
I'm pretty sure I have. Okay. Okay. It's the movie where the two main characters like go to each other's houses for, for Christmas. One of them lives in England and one of them lives, I think in LA. Um, anyway, there's a scene in the movie where there's this older gentleman who the, the British girl befriends and, um, turns out he is this like famous movie producer and he's telling this lead or that this this gal you know you are the leading lady in your own life like you are not um the the like second star the what's it called um like you're the yes yes you're not the supporting actress like you are the main actress don't let someone else have that role in your life and that has just really stuck with me. And I think that, that, you know, we get what we put into life. And because of that, we should each step into the driver's seat of our own life and not let someone else sit there driving around while we're sitting in the passenger seat or even worse in the back seat. Yes. 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 I loved that tagline. It, I don't know if it was that it just exactly what I needed that day or I read that and it stuck with me for sure. I love that. And I have definitely seen that movie. There were a couple holiday ones. I was trying to remember which one it was. And I have definitely seen that they both, I think Cameron Diaz was the LA girl that went to, and I can't remember the other one. We're going to have to remember the the other, the British girl. What is her name? They're both. I know it's someone else famous and I it's, totally gone. It's okay. It's not important, but yes, that was, I'm a movie buff. So like, that was a great analogy for me. Kate Winslet. Yes, 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 yes. Google for the win. Yeah. Gotta love a good Google. (laughs) All right. So Caitlin, I work with weight loss clients. And so this first question is I've got them in mind. Okay. So my clients come to me thinking that if they could finally lose weight, that's what would finally let allow them to be happy. Like they can't even be happy. Nothing's going to be happy in their life till they get that weight off. And I talk to them about doing all kinds of, of things. And yet they sometimes think I'm still not happy. They've tried all the diets, all the things they're not happy with their body. They're not happy with their life. Yeah. What would you say to that kind of, I'm not happy. Oh my goodness. The first thing I would say is there, and and here we go with the analogies again, there's, we have all heard of, you know, we should keep our cups full, right? And so what I mean when I say our cup is I mean the internal part of us. So the first thing that we would want to talk about is this internal cup that you have, you know, is it full and is it balanced? So balanced is probably part of this that some of the listeners haven't necessarily heard before. And so when we have a full balance cup, it allows us to, yes, show up as the best version of ourselves for our family, for our friends, for our commitments, for our goals. But more importantly than that, Having a full balanced cup is going to allow you to show up as the best version of yourself for you. So now that I've laid that foundation, I can talk through, you know, what this balanced full cup really looks like. 
Um, and it starts with an analogy. Surprise, surprise. So my favorite latte in the history of lattes is a honey lavender latte. Okay. I only get them on special occasions because 99% of the time I make my coffee at home. And quite frankly, I'm just not talented enough to make this latte at my house. But I do know that this latte includes three ingredients. That is espresso, milk, and lavender infused honey as the sweetener. And so with the perfect balance of these three ingredients, you get the most delicious latte that has ever touched your lips. It is just so good. So what does this have to do with our internal well-balanced cup? So when we talk about having our own cup balanced, I want you to think about these three ingredients, but instead of espresso, milk, and honey, those ingredients are going to be body, heart, and mind. Okay. So emphasis on the heart and mind here. So when we have our cup that is balanced, it requires a combination of taking care of and filling all three of those components, body, heart, and mind. And to avoid having an unbalanced cup, you know, to avoid having a latte that is just way too sweet because it has too much honey and not enough espresso, not enough milk, you know, it behooves us to keep all three of those components filled and front of mind. Okay. So that means not just exclusively thinking about that body component. It means also adding in those two components of heart and mind. So emotionally taking care of and filling yourself mentally taking care of and filling yourself. So I don't know if I just totally went down a rabbit trail, but that is where I would start. That is what I would have to say. What let's just keep going. So yep. what is, uh, I love this rabbit trail if it is. So what is, <laughs> uh, what are some tips on filling those different two parts? And I'm just going to say, you can answer them in whatever direction you want. Okay. Do you ever empty your cup on purpose and how do you fill your cup on purpose? Okay. I would say no for the first question. I never empty my cup on purpose. Um, the way that I like to look at, at this cup analogy, um, it brings me to another analogy. I'm so sorry. Listeners are either going to love this or hate this. Hopefully they love it. <laughs> Maybe it'll relate. It'll relate. Maybe it'll we'll relate. Yeah. One of these analogies will just be that spaghetti that lands and sticks on the wall. Yes. Yes. Um, so this one has to do with cell phones. And so we're on our phones all day long using our phones for a wide variety of things. You know, we're listening to podcasts, we're Google mapsing things. Maybe we're looking at a recipe on Pinterest. We're scrolling um, social media or our favorite news apps. We're text me texting. I almost said text nexting. <laughs> anyway, <Are you> hungry? <laughs> yeah. Um, we're making phone calls. And as we're using our phone all throughout the day, the battery goes down, 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 right? Well, what happens when our phone dies, when our phone gets to 0% battery? Well, we plug it in and we start charging it. But, and this is the part of the analogy that I really want to hone in on. 
when our phone completely dies and we go to plug it in, it does not just automatically come back up. No, it takes a couple of minutes to get enough charge back into it so that it can turn back on and so that you can start using it. I like to think that that's how we are also, you know, our goal should not be to let ourselves get completely bone dry in our cup to let our phone batteries get to 0%. So it dies. No, if we maintain some charge throughout the day, if we maintain some in our cup, we're not going to get to that bone dry part where we're going to have to wait and do a little bit extra work to get to the point where we can start going again. So that was the first question you asked me. Remind me what the second one was. It was, do you ever empty your cup uh -huh. on purpose? Mm -hmm. And then what are some examples of how you would fill your cup on purpose? Yeah. yeah. So how you could intentionally be filling your cup here. So a couple of things that to start answering this question, I want to go back to those three different components, right? So when you first start thinking about filling your cup, you know, try to think of things in all three of these. So I can give example for each of them. Um, for your body, that was the first one. We want to talk or we want to think about things that, you know, you talk to your clients in this community about all of the time, you know, fueling ourselves well, fueling ourselves, fueling our engines with the type of gasoline that we need to optimally run. Um, when we talk, when we talk about, you know, filling your heart. So that's going to be more the emotional side of you, right? Check in with who you're surrounding yourselves with, with the influences that you're surrounding yourself with. Um, and that could be physical people in your life. It could be accounts that you're following on social media. It could be push notifications that you're getting from news outlets. You know, what are the influences that are surrounding you? And are those influences serving you well, right? And then for your mind, obviously no surprise here, that's gonna be mentally taking care of yourself. A couple of things that I really like um, to do in this category is some quiet morning time. Doesn't have to be in the morning, whatever time of day you can get it, just a little bit of quiet time. What do I do in that quiet time? I journal, I'm a big time journaler. Um, I have a couple of journal pra journaling practices that I do. Um, I love spending time with my devotional and if devotionals aren't your jam, you know, meditation is a really popular one going on a quiet walk, driving in your car without any music or podcast on, you know, just, just taking some time to be quiet and to think. Um, so those are all examples of different things that you can be doing to fill those three different categories, those three different ingredients to your well-balanced full cup. I, I work with my, uh, my coaching clients for their weight loss. And one of the things we talk about is self-care. So as women, we're so programmed to do things for everyone else and it doesn't allow time like for us. And so I have a cup analogy that I'll share with you. And so yes, what I say, this is why I asked that question a second ago. So what I say is, is that you have to self-care. This is what self-care is, how I explain it. Mm -hmm. It's whatever you enjoy that's going to intentionally dump the cup so that the world can refill it. Mm -hmm. So this one's not like 
the cup that you have inside. This would be like the cup that the world's adding to. Right. And so the self-care that you do, kind of like all the things you just mentioned, the drive, I told you before that bubble baths are like my yes. absolute favorite thing, but like whatever it is that like fills you up. I, and I guess maybe I should switch the analogy to the other way is that you are filling your cup up because the world's trying to dump it out. But it's the same kind of a deal is that for me, like, you know, it's intentionally dumping all that junk that the world has stuck in your cup so mm -hmm. that you can, you can have it filled again. Yeah. And so I use self-care as the dumping of the cup that the world has yeah. filled. Yeah. But something that's really interesting about both of our cup analogies is we both use the word intentional. Yes. And so I, yeah, yeah. That stuck out to me. Oh yeah. I love a good analogy too. And you can swing it whatever way works for what you're trying to get your point. Right? <laughs> um, you know what? I actually said a couple of things out of order and I am just too curious to like, know to be able to just keep going at the moment. Some yeah. sure ADD brain here, but, um, how did you, did you, I don't think you told me like, how did you get into this thing? You said you started with a book and then moved into yeah. a podcast, but yeah. then you were telling me about like a job that you had before that at some point. So like, how did this all come to play? Like, what is your story about think happy? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess, okay. I'll try to keep this as concise as possible. The nine to five that I had that I was in before I moved into think happy co full time, um, is a marketing company here in Houston. That is my family's company. Okay. So I had been working there for, um, a little over eight years. So that's the, the backstory while I was working there. Um, I wrote a book called think happy. Now the background to this book is I started noticing that people were asking me the same question repeatedly. And that question was, Caitlin, how are you always so happy? And my response to them was always the same. It's not that I'm always so happy. It's that I'm very intentional, intentional about, you know, creating a happy life for myself. Okay. The, the follow-up question was always, okay, well, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. So that is where the idea for the book came to be. Um, and so I wrote a book on, you know, how to be in the driver's seat, if you will, of your own life, how to create happiness in your life. Um, that came out in March, 2020. So right when COVID, um, showed up here in the United States and when our country shut down and I could not have planned the release of that book at that time if I had tried, but that's, that's how it was. Um, and so fast forward, I don't know how long it was. Um, the idea for the podcast came to me simultaneously. I started getting just this gut feeling that working at my family's business was not my lifelong career path. Um, I love, love, love small business. And I loved getting to work with my dad and learn from him. But ultimately, I um, just wasn't really feeling fulfilled in the work that we were doing. And the thought of my father retiring and me working there without him just was completely it did not sound like something I wanted to do. Um, 
So, you know, it, it is kind of funny because a lot of times when family members work together, um, the butting of the heads occurs. It was quite the opposite with me and my dad. And it got to the point where, you know, I didn't want to work there if I wasn't going to get to work with him. Um, so at some point I, you know, realized I could kind of use the foundation of the book, um, and turn that into a coaching business. It actually started with a friend who read the book telling me like, you can teach other people this stuff, Caitlin, like you, you can do that. Um, and so I tried and here I am now. I, I left my nine to five in October of 2022. Um, and I haven't, I haven't turned back yet. I'm, I'm very, it was a big, it was a big decision. I will tell you that telling your father that his retirement plan is backing out, <laughs> not a fun conversation to have, but, um, yeah, that's my it story. It sounds like you did more than try. It sounds like yeah. you have an entire podcast and coaching business built around this. I do. Little, I do. Yeah. Little more than try. Oh, that's nice of you. You're making me blush. <laughs> All right. So that my squirrel brain, I was like, I cannot ask any okay. more questions until I find out this background story. Yeah. And yeah. I love hearing the background stories. What so do I. Draws people's heartstrings to exactly where they need to be at. Yep. Okay, so back to my audience and questions that I think that they would really love to have answered. So like yeah. with weight loss, I know goal setting is a big part that you you teach your uh, clients and you have mm -hmm. on your podcast. So with weight loss requires goal setting and building routines. What tips can you give to my audience to make weight loss easier in their goal setting and building of routines? Yeah, that's such a good question. And the very first tip that I have, I think is one of the most important things. If someone is listening to this right now, and there's only one thing that they take away from our conversation, I hope that this is it. And that is to get very clear on your why behind your what get very clear on why you are wanting to lose the weight. So the what is the easy part? The what is I want to lose X amount of weight. Um, but why? Get really clear on what that deep down meaning is, because I so strongly believe that when the weight loss or whatever routine you're trying to get into, whatever habit you're starting to, to incorporate, whatever goal you're striving for, when it gets tough, when the newness and the shininess starts to wear off, I truly believe that our why is what helps us push through the unfun parts, you know, before we start to really see the scale go down, before we really start to see our mileage increase, if it's running, you're trying to do, you know, whatever that goal is. So on that, I, I have people do the five whys. Have you heard of yeah. this? Have is that where, or, or tell me what it is. I have an idea of what I think it is. Yeah. So like, if I said, why do you want this? And you gave me an answer and I would say, well, then why do you want that? And then yes. why do you want that? And like, what happens is we have this surface level idea of why we mm -hmm. think we want something. But when you ask that same why question, it's like the inner toddler in me getting to be like, why, why, why? So like when you ask it five times, yeah. it gets you to your absolute core why, of why it's important. Yes. You've also given yourself from one through five, some really great whys. Yeah. Too. 
But that fifth why yeah. it gets it to the one that almost tears you up or like, it feels so motivating. You've got to yeah. do something about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I go through a very similar exercise with some of my clients and man, it can be powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the key to it is not going into an exercise like that with any expectations for mm-hmm. yourself, you know, just be honest with yourself. You can keep that, you know, in a notebook that is in a lockbox and that no one else ever gets to see except for you, but you do yourself no favors by not being completely transparent with yourself mm-hmm. and by not letting yourself get to the root, get to that fifth why, and just being so honest with you. Well, sometimes that why sounds petty to other people, or you like, um, you imagine that other people knowing that that's your reason why would be like made fun of mm-hmm. like, you know, like for business, some people, one of my business goals is to have a house in Sanibel and like the answer people think is always supposed to be all the people you want to help. Mm-hmm. All the people I get to help is like the icing on the cake. Yeah. I started out wanting to have this house in Sanibel for my family to vacation at. And I wanted a job that I really loved. And yeah. I was super motivated with my weight loss. And I wanted to share it with other people. Now, as my business has gone on, one of my whys has turned into like how much like I want my transformation for other people. And so it's grown in that direction. But if I just came out and told people that I opened a business to be able to have a house in Sanibel, Florida, like I would think people would have some ideas uh, about that being an answer or not. And so that same kind of thing about your whys, like your whys are for you. And I have them that are for me and for my family and my friends and my whys for my clients and all the different aspects of the why Mm -hmm. all be like, depending on the day, I might pull one of the whys versus a different why to do what I want to do. For sure. For sure. And I think that's why having various whys is helpful because some days you might need a different why. Mm -hmm. And if you go through an exercise like that, well, guess what? You have five. Mm -hmm. And if you are not feeling aligned with any of those whys, that's okay too. That's probably a good sign that it is time to reevaluate your whys and get clear again. You know, we are humans. We are fluid. It is very reasonable for our whys to change with the different seasons of life that we go through. You know, we're constantly growing and, um, um, what am I trying to think? Not changing, but evolving. Evolving. Yes. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. And with that, you know, our whys can grow and evolve also. Mm -hmm. What about the building routines? Do you have tips for people how to build that routine? Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is something that you guys will also hear with, with Kara's conversation on my podcast. It's something we talked about and that's the notion of baby steps. Um, I I am such a believer in a baby step approach for a couple reasons. Um, first it helps create a strong foundation. And I think that strong foundations are vital when it comes to setting ourselves up for sustainability, because I'm going to go back, you know, life happens. We are fluid. Um, 
You're going to have a bad day, bad week, bad, bad month. You're going to go on vacation. You know, things are going to happen. But if you have a strong foundation, you have that foundation to fall back on so that you don't have to start at square one. You don't have to start back at the beginning, even if that foundation is just lessons learned. Um, you don't have to start at square one. And so have it, or, or taking a baby step approach is always something that I'm going to suggest. Second is being prepared for lemons, being prepared for life to happen and to throw unexpected curveballs because, you know, spoiler alert, alert unexpected curveballs are always going to happen. <laughs> There's just nothing we can do. And I think that if you are creating a routine, creating a habit for sustainability, I always suggest being prepared for those curveballs, you know, having, so here's an example. Let's say you um, are going on a trip with your family and you're in a really great, you know, exercise routine right now. And that exercise routine consists of going to a local uh, cycle studio. Well, when you're out of town, you're not going to be by that local cycle studio. So if you're prepared for that, you know, you can pre-plan to maybe you're, you're at the beach. I don't know. It's summertime. That sounds awesome right now. Um, instead of going to the cycle studio, you know, let's pivot. Let's be a little flexible right now. Let's go on some walks at the beach with your kids. That sounds awesome. Let's try out a local yoga studio. How like that stuff sounds actually fun to me. So being prepared for situations like that, mm -hmm. um, I also, or would be another suggestion that I have. So baby steps and pivoting, being yes. flexible. Yeah, yes. I love that. Yeah. So some of them um, have an issue with committing to a meal plan. And uh, that's kind of hard sometimes. They think that if they commit to a meal plan, then I, this is what they tell me. I'll tell you what they tell me. And then I'll tell you what that actually mean. Yeah. So they say it's too hard. I don't know what I'm, is going to be available. Like I cannot commit to a meal plan. They're telling me all the reasons why writing a meal plan is just not going to happen for them. Okay. But what they're actually saying is, is I don't feel in control. I don't know how to do it when I don't have specific rules. And then they'll tell me things like um, uh, they don't know what their family are going to have or things like that. So the deal is, is that they're feeling restricted that they have to pre-plan and then follow this meal plan. So to be able to pre-plan and follow the meal plan, what tips do you have for them? So this is going to kind of go hand in hand with what we were just talking about. I am going to suggest in this situation to account for flexibility. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to feel like you have to stick with some certain meal plan, you know, maybe when you're at the grocery store, buy the ground beef and buy the chicken breast. And tell yourself, you know, okay, on Monday, I'm going to have an option for this ground beef or this chicken breast, whichever you pick, use the other later in the week or freeze it. Don't put yourself in a situation where you feel like you are limiting yourself. Um, some things that I suggest to my clients to make meal planning feel easier 
Mm -hmm. um, and to make it feel like you're not having to recreate the wheel each week. Um, One of them is to find recipes that you can just make small tweaks with to, you know, freshen it up. So find recipes where you can just switch out the protein. Um, an, an example that I have, I love a baked potato. Um, I have this recipe for enchilada stuffed sweet potatoes, and you can make that recipe with ground beef, ground Turkey. If you're not wanting ground meat at all, shredded chicken, you could do a a variety of different things. You could switch out the sweet potato for a regular potato or a bed of greens or, you know, deconstruct the whole thing. You can make a bowl out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like that, I think make meal planning easier. The other suggestion that I have, which I'm curious if you already teach your clients this, is to plan for leftovers. If Mm -hmm. you're making a meal that is very easy to just double it up Or um, if you know that, or if the recipe calls for two pounds of meat, but it's just you and a partner, you know, go ahead and make the whole two pounds and plan for those leftovers. I completely believe that any leftover can be made delicious with a fried egg on top and a scoop of avocado. (laughs) I will have to take your word because that is not flying at my house. My husband will not eat leftovers. Hardly ever will he eat leftovers. And so what we learned is I call them makeovers. Yeah. And so I make it over into something else. And so um, maybe we had tacos one night and then the uh-huh. next night I'm going to make sloppy joes with the taco meat. Or, you know, like if we had chicken, then the next night I'm shredding it up and I'm making fajitas. Like I just keep remaking the food to be able to use it. And then one um, I like too, is just to freeze it. So when you go to the store and there's a whole aisle for freezer meals, the thing is, if you have any leftovers, just freeze them. And now Mm -hmm. you have your own leftovers. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Your own freezer meals. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things is my clients will tell me that they're, uh, the planning is so hard. They can't do it, you know, and like, I'll give them endless tips like this. And then Mm -hmm. they're still sticking to their guns that it's too hard. So like, sometimes I'll switch it on them. And I was like, if planning made everything so much easier, what would that look like? And then they answer the question instead of like giving me all of like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. They'll be like, yeah. well, if it made it all easier, it would make this easier and this easier and it'd make that so much faster. And they would switch it with it real quick. So trying to get them out of their head sometimes, you know, yeah. I do the same thing. I'll put my blinders yeah. on and dig my feet in and be like, no, 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 it's hard. I swear it's hard. I yeah. don't know any other way. And then like, and you're like, well, if it was, what would that look like? And they are full of answers themselves always. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So last question I have for you uh, for a topic anyway, and then Mm -hmm. who knows what I'll ask after that, but I know I love, I love getting to do this. So my clients are often busy taking care of everyone else feeling guilty if they take time for themselves. So we kind of talked about the cup thing, Mm -hmm. but like they feel immense guilt if they are using any of that time for themselves. So why is it so important to develop that habit that you are to take care of yourself? I call it putting yourself amongst your priorities, even if you're not the top priority. Yeah. Like, why is that so important to develop that habit of taking care of yourself? Yeah. 
So I believe that we serve others better when we serve ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Um, and the only way to be doing that is to have ourselves amongst our priorities to use your own words. Mm Um, I, I have another analogy and it actually has a cup. Um, but I'm sure everyone has seen or heard some version of this analogy. So bear with me. You have an empty cup and you have a filled pitcher of water. This empty cup is you, this pitcher of water, the water is all of your energy, um, emotional and physical, right? So when we serve ourselves first, we start pouring the water into our empty cup. And so it starts filling, 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 filling. What happens when it gets to the brim, we keep pouring. And that's when the water starts spilling over the brim. It gets all over the table. You know, it's dripping off the table. It's creating this huge mess, but it's creating this huge impact also. But the key was to get your cup to the point where it's overflowing. Um, I mean, I don't know how else to say it other than, you know, you're going to be able to serve and show up for other people. If you're serving and showing up for yourself, you know, not letting that cup get bone dry, not letting that phone battery get to 0%. So are you familiar with who Harry Styles is? Oh yes, I am. Okay. So it's not a song lyric. But okay. he has this wonderful like interaction between songs that, and he said this quote, I had to go find who said it. And I was so thrilled when I found out it was Harry Styles. He said, fill your own cup up so full that people fall in love with the overflow. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. I have to take note of that and post that on my Instagram. <laughs> He, he said it during like in between and he was like, trust yourselves, like, like love yourself, trust yourself. And then he says this quote and I'm like, where in the world did this crazy guy pull that from? But like, it's just so beautiful. Like let them fall in love with the overflow. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. I'm just going to play advocate here. Can you ever take too much time for yourself? And if so, what would that even look like if it was true? Yeah. Yeah. So what was interesting when I was preparing for this, when I read that question, I was like, you know, I have never been asked that before. I don't even know how many podcasts I've been on. I've never been asked that before. So snaps for Kara for a first timer. Yes. I love this. And so my answer here is never say never. Right. So I'm not going to say that, no, there's never a time when, you know, taking too much time for yourself is not good because, you know, too much of a good thing is not always a good thing. So your second question here was, what would it look like? So in a situation like this, I would keep an eye out for you intentionally letting people down who really do mean a lot to you. Okay. And Mm -hmm. so, and maybe you are letting those people down because you are taking too much of this time for yourself. You're getting to the point where your me time is maybe turning into some selfish time. Um, 
those are my first thoughts when it comes to that. I think overall, this is probably not a problem that um, many of our communities are going to be encountering. I think it'll probably be the opposite where we're not taking enough time for ourselves. But I mean, never say never. I think what I'm hearing as you're saying that is that it's that you're not taking care of yourself out of love anymore. And it's really like um, out of conflicts, like I'm going to steal the time for me so you can't have it, which defeats the purpose of the taking time for yourself. If it's not done from a place of love for yourself, then it would yes. be definitely felt by the other person as taking that time away. What? It's An like stealing it. summary of what I just said. Yeah, that was great. Yes, 1000%. All right. So if people want to get a hold of you, mm -hmm. how would they do that? Where can they find more information? Yeah, yeah. So um, on Instagram, my handle is at thinkhappy underscore co, that's C-O. Um, I also have a free Facebook group where I do weekly live uh, mini sessions. Um, that Facebook group is called Think Happy VIPs. And of course, on the Think Happy podcast. Yeah. Do you send out emails or any of that kind of thing with like happy little thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I send out newsletters, um, also send out some notes from Caitlin that have some of the, the happy thoughts. Um, but all of the newsletters contain, um, links to different freebies. So whether that's a, a free download or, um, highlighting a podcast episode, something like that. I always try to give my community, you know, actionable things that they can be using in their lives. I think that just feeding yourself that great information, like whether you're losing weight or wanting to like maintain weight, just keeping that kind of information in your ear all the time keeps you um, just remembering or focused in a certain direction of intention. Mm -hmm. And I can see how like just getting some happy things like happy words and happy ideas and check-ins with yourself, how that would be amazing too. Yeah. 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 Definitely. We gotta, we gotta take our socials back from all of the ads and we need to fill them with yeah. what inspires us. Yes. Yes. Like Harry Styles quotes. Yes. Yes. I love <laughs> I, that one's one. It's been one of my favorites. I think I have found a way to work that one into conversation so many times. Hey, here for it. All right. So I saw a freebie because we both love a good freebie offer. Yes. So like, what was your free offer for my audience? Yes. Yes. So I have a, it's my all, one of my all time favorites. Um, it is a guide. It's called the wasted time guide. Essentially oh, what Caitlin, this does you just, you totally, is the first you, part of it walks you through an Hold on. Oh, no. You just paused the whole thing. It's a guide, but I didn't hear what kind of guide. Tell okay, me again. Can, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yes, this freebie is one of my all-time favorites that I have. It's called the wasted time guide. So essentially what it does is the first part of this guide walks you through an activity that I teach my clients 
on how to identify time in your days that you're either wasting or not using productively. Mm-hmm. Then we are always a fan of action. So the second part of this guide walks you through figuring out places in your life that you can reallocate some of that wasted, unproductive time so that that time now gets to serve you better. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like finding, you know, a $5 bill in the pocket of your jeans. Um, you always had that $5, but now you just recently found it and you get to use it for something. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll send you a link to that that we can share with the bath. listeners. And a bubble bath. <laughs> more bubble baths. That's what we're reallocating time for. Yes. <laughs> All right. I love this think happy. I love, I love the whole think happy. I, I think that we can definitely create that for ourselves. So I love that you came on and let me share you and your think happy movement with my audience. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we will have to make sure everyone checks out both yours and mine since this was a podcast swap. And I will talk to everybody next week. That wraps up another empowering episode of the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast. I hope you found inspiration and actionable insights that will propel you towards your weight loss goals. If you're ready to dive deeper and accelerate your progress, don't miss out on our free five-day quick start weight loss course. Head over to coachingkara.com forward slash free course to gain access to a wealth of valuable resources, guidance, and support. The time for change is now, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. Remember, your transformation starts with a single step. Take that step today and unlock the life you deserve. Stay tuned for our next episode, and remember to keep striving for greatness.